Moncrief on News Talk. Father Patrick Ryan was born in Limerick, did a few stints in Africa and the UK, and then for some years worked in Dublin. But in the late 70s, somewhat unexpectedly, he moved to Texas. Three years later, he was found dead in a hotel room, apparently murdered, but it's far from clear who killed him. The Irish Examiner reporter Anne Murphy tells this story in our new podcast called Forgiven. And good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, so how much is known uh, about the life of Patrick Ryan before he moved to the US? Um, well, his life before he moved to the US was um, quite full. I think um, he seemed to have, um, you know, strong family links to Dune and Limerick, where he was from. He was very popular as a priest. He um, was well known for his uh, music skills. He played the accordion. Um, that's actually um, one of the pictures that's uh, there today on his gravestone in Dune. Um, so he, he would have been well known in the in the locality of Dune, as were his family. But today, 40 years later, that doesn't seem to be the case, as many of his relatives have now left the area or have since died. Um, and um, Father Patrick Ryan is not well known in Dune now. Right. Okay. And uh, is it known uh, now? As as I alluded to in the introduction, he, he he was in a few different places, but he was in Dublin. Was Dublin his longest stint, and was it a bit of a a, um, a surprise when he moved to the US? Well, he, his longest stint, I think, was in Tanzania. Um, he went to Tanzania um, in 1965, and he was there for a number of years. Um, he, sorry, he, he, sorry, he went to um, Tanzania after his ordination in the late 1950s, and he remained there until 1965. And when he came back, um, he took up a number of roles. So one of the roles was in the um, Pal- Palatine uh, Fathers um, in Dublin and Stillorgan. He was a member of the Palatine Order. Um, and then um, he went to Denver City in 1978 and police in um, in Texas still don't know today why um, he ended up in Denver. Um, it is not known if it was, um, you know, a, a normal run of the mill posting or was he sent there for a particular reason. And the reason that there is a little bit of speculation about why he went there is because when Father Patrick Ryan was in uh, Denver City, he was known to use pseudonyms, which would have been a bit unusual um, for a priest at the time, obviously. Of course, yes. And 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 the police weren't even able to establish why the church had sent him there. No, and they, they did explore the idea that perhaps he may have been sent to a centre in New Mexico, which was used for... Uh, wayward priests as the the word was was used at one point um it was a center for um priests who had alcohol problems but it was also used as well for um people who had um allegations of sexual abuse against them now it is not known whether that was the case with father patrick ryan whether he had gone to that center or not but it was one of the lines that police in Texas were trying to pursue just to try and establish who would have had the motive to kill Father Patrick Ryan. Ah, right. Okay. So it, it doesn't seem to be the case that he was he was assigned a church there or, or he had any priestly duties. He actually had priestly duties in Denver City. He was in a parish um, oh, okay. in Denver City um, in, when he, at the time of his death in December 1981. So he, he was due to celebrate um, Christmas Masses in his parish in Denver City um, on uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in 1981. And that's when 
um, the the I suppose the, the nature of his death became apparent because um, some days earlier a body had been found in a motel room in a city called Odessa, 80 miles away from his parish in Denver City, and they could not figure out who the body of this man was in the motel room in Odessa because he had checked in as a person called John Killy, but there was no other indicators about who he was. But eventually um, the penny dropped when his congregation um, uh, were wondering back in Denver City where was he and why he hadn't turned up for um, masses for Christmas, which obviously would have been one of the bigger um, mm. celebrations of the, the Catholic year. And to have missed that would have been very significant. And so two and two were put together and the body um, that had been found in the motel room in Odessa was eventually identified as Father Patrick Ryan. And at the time, it was a huge sensation, not just in Dune and Limerick, but also in Texas. Um, yeah. There were 40 priests attended um, his uh, funeral mass in Texas before he was brought back to Ireland. OK, so now we, uh, OK, that, that, that that's uh, Father Patrick Ryan. Uh, James Reyes, how did James Reyes first meet Patrick Ryan, as far as is known? So James Reyes was an Apache American from New Mexico. He, he grew up on a reservation in New Mexico and moved to Denver City. Um, he was a young gay man and he has told me himself that being gay in his community would have been frowned upon. So he basically hid a huge part of his life from his family and his community and moved to Denver City where he thought he would have more freedom, I suppose, to, you know, be who he who he was. Um, he developed um, alcohol and addiction problems there. Um, he was um, he didn't know very many people in Denver, and he came across Father Patrick Ryan when he was hitchhiking, um, looking for a lift in Hobbs, New Mexico, to Denver City, where he was living. Um, and that was on the 6th of December, 1981, literally three weeks before the murder of Father Patrick Ryan. And while three weeks might be a very short time, it was a very intense time for um, for James Reyes. He became close friends with Father Patrick Ryan in so much as you can become a close friend in three weeks. But he visited Father Patrick Ryan on a number of occasions in his home. Um, on the 20th of December, 1981, he went to the house to show Father Patrick Ryan um, photos from his life growing up on the reservation in New Mexico. And he has said and made allegations that Father Patrick Ryan um, forced him to engage in oral sex. And despite leaving there in a rush on the 20th of December, the following day, December 21st, 1981, James Rios went back to the house um, to Father Patrick Ryan where Father Patrick Ryan apologised to him, he says, for what had had happened there the night before. He asked Father Patrick Ryan if he could ask him to take him to Hobbs, New Mexico, to help um, get, get him there to take his own car out of an impoundment lot. And Father Patrick Ryan agreed to that. And unfortunately, on um, in the late hours of December 21st, the body of Father Patrick Ryan was found by a maid in the Odessa a motel where he had planned to stay that night yeah. and he had been battered to death. Now, uh, the people listening, uh, of course, on will go, oh yeah, uh, where was James <laughs> Reyes when, uh, when that happened? And there seems to be a lot of evidence where James Reyes was when this happened. Yes, so 
Um, quite rightly, you you would automatically assume that there was a connection um, because James Rios was the last known person to meet Father Patrick Ryan. But uh, James Rios was actually 200 miles away from the scene of the crime. He was still in Roswell in New Mexico um, and he had receipts to show that and to prove that. But because of what had happened on the um, at the presbytery the night before uh, Father Ryan's murder, Unfortunately for James Rios, he had felt some level of guilt around that incident, partly because he says of the um, unacceptance he felt he would have felt uh, or would have been uh, that he would have met with in his own community about being gay. So he took some of that guilt on himself. And he also, I think, felt a guilt that he had asked Father Patrick Ryan to drive him on that day um, to um, New Mexico. And I think he felt that maybe some way Father Ryan's death was on him. And so 11 months after the death of Father Patrick Ryan, James Reyes made a drunken phone call to police saying that he had killed Father Patrick Ryan. And even though he tried to recant, he was convicted of the murder in June 1983. Mm -hmm. And he served um, many years um, in prison before being released on parole. Now, that's that's the really baffling part of this, Anne, that, that, that a trial takes place where evidence is produced saying he was nowhere near uh, uh, the hotel where Father Patrick Ryan died, yet still they convict him. Yes, and I think he feels that his own um, his own background as um, as an Apache American would not have helped him. Um, you know, f- face down the the charge that was against him. Um, he he just I suppose it, he had made the admission and despite there being um, a raft of evidence to suggest that he was many miles away from Odessa on the night, I guess the concentration was very heavy on the on the police at the time and on the prosecutors to get somebody for this murder of a Catholic Irish priest who would have been very well known in the community that he had served in and, and seemed to be popular in Denver City. And so I think there was a desperation there to bring someone to justice for the murder. Yeah, and so uh, uh, all these years later, and I think w- w- was James Reyes actually released from prison, but was still fighting to prove his innocence. Is, is that the yes, kind of timeline so he, there? He was released in April. Um, sorry, he was released in early two thousand and eight um, on parole. He was released on parole twice. Um, the first time he was returned to prison, um, I think that was nineteen nineteen ninety five for an inf- an infringement um, of a, it was a driving. Uh, incident, um, so it was an infringement of driving legislation. But unfortunately for him, he he was released again um, over a decade later. But in April 2008, a woman was in a park in Texas and she saw a flasher and another woman who was in the park at the time was very distressed by this incident and she begged um, the first woman, Alison Sturkin, to make a report to the police about the incident, which she did. And um, James Reyes um, was in that area at the time, but was not the flasher. But unfortunately for him, um, and despite the protestations of Alison Sturkin, James Reyes was returned to prison again, um, falsely sent back for a crime that he had not committed, basically. Um, and he remained there for um, many, many years. And then he was eventually um, released on parole definitively um, in. Um, over 20 years ago now. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, just under 20 years ago now. And he has finally been um, been acquitted in, in or exonerated, sorry, in 
um, October of this year he was exonerated. Yeah. Now, because there is evidence or there was evidence that had been overlooked as to who may well have killed uh, uh, the priest. Yes. So the actual circumstances of how he got exonerated is is, um, astonishing. Um, One of the policemen who reopened the case came across it because um, his son and daughter and daughter-in-law had come across a podcast about the life of James Rios and the death of Father Patrick Ryan. And they raised concerns with um, police about it and about how he could have been found guilty. And so um, the team under Chief Mike Gerke, um and Sergeant Scotty Smith went back to have a look through the old evidence and came across uh, the fingerprints that would have been taken from the scene in Odessa on the night of the murder. And three men's fingerprints um, were in that batch of fingerprints and they were all identified. But the three men have now died and, and have, have been dead for many years. Um, and they are obviously linked to the scene of the crime and believed to be involved in the murder of Father Patrick Ryan. There is a fourth set of prints that haven't yet been identified um, and efforts are still ongoing to try and identify them. But police in Odessa are quite confident that there is nothing whatsoever to link James Reyes to the scene of the crime and the murder of Father Patrick Ryan. That's a, that's extraordinary. And I suppose the most extraordinary thing about all this, given everything that James Reyes has been through, you did call the podcast Forgiven. He seems to have been able to do that, to forgive people. Yes, and your researcher actually asked me today what impact um, has been on myself as a result of working on this podcast. And straight away, it's it's just the lack of bitterness that James Reyes has. I mean, he was convicted of a crime he didn't commit. He was returned to prison um, from, you know, after being released on parole for a crime he didn't commit. And yet he is one of the most forgiving people that I've ever spoken to. The lack of bitterness is astounding. Um, his grace, his attitude, just he's one of the most fascinating individuals that I have ever spoken to. I've, I've spoken to him a number of times and even one of um, one of the last times I spoke with him was a phone call that he made to me to thank me for working on on his on his story and it was just you know it's it's an amazing story um but he's an amazing man as well and it will be interesting to see how he will be able to deal with freedom now um after so long being um you know incarcerated and on parole for a crime he didn't commit it's an extraordinary story as well, Anne. Thank you so much for talking with us today. That's Anne Murphy there. Uh, Anne is a reporter with the Irish Examiner, also the person behind uh, this Irish Examiner podcast, Forgiven. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.